Today is uh, show number 22. My name is Jean Gallagher, and this is Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. And we'll also be hearing from Lynn Schusler-Williams, author and coach, in her segment on Rising Up. But first, today, I'm excited to introduce to you Maite Dusso. Hi, Maite. Hello, Jean. Nice to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And so Maite is the CEO and founder of Inspiring Your Best Life. She's also a law of attraction coach and a speaker. Maite helps her clients gain clarity on what they truly want out of life, increase their self-awareness, ditch old stories that no longer serve them, and redirect that energy towards creating and manifesting a life that they love. So let's, let's make this happen. Thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, and, and I'm excited. Um, Maite and I met each other actually through Lynn's, one of Lynn's many networking groups. So shout out to her for connecting, connecting us. And so before we start and learn about your business, I'd like to learn more about your journey and, and how you ended up where you are today. Oh, my goodness. So that's, that's a, l- a little bit of a story. So oh, I grew- we have plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Miami. So the beach has always been really important to me, but I knew that I needed to, to leave Miami as soon as I could. So I spent most of my adult life living up North. I lived in about five different States, primarily in Delaware. Mm-hmm. And I think that my story in terms of where I am in this moment starts with, um, uh, a moment in time when I was in Miami visiting uh, my husband and my five-month-old um, for the holidays, and my husband suddenly passed away. Mm. And I was left having to figure out what I was going to do. I think my family all thought that I'd move back to Miami, but I had a pretty good support system in Delaware, so I stayed. And I did all the things that I was supposed to do had a corporate job that I climbed the ladder and 20 years later, anybody looking at me would have said, you know, she did pretty well. Like life is good. Um, And it's true. I was able to provide a really good lifestyle for me and my son. And I'm so grateful for that. But what I found was that I was feeling stuck, unfulfilled, unhappy, and not really, uh, where I wanted to be. And I kept thinking there's got to be more. Um, Mm -hmm. Something needs to change. And that's when I was reintroduced to the law of attraction. And what that did for me was to reintroduce this idea that this is my life and I get to decide how I want it to be. And I get to do that by what I focus on. So if I'm focused on feeling undervalued and unfulfilled and stuck, and unhappy, 
I'm just going to keep getting more of that. Yeah. So I made a, a small shift to say, you know what? I'm not sure what my next step is. I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I do believe that it's going to get better and that things are going to shift. I, I don't know how, but I'm just going to trust that. And that at the end, everything always works out for me, which I had known that to be true because when my husband passed away, the two things that I really held onto was one, this belief that everything happens for a reason. And even though I didn't understand why that happened, that it was still for my highest good and that everything always works out for me. And so those were two core beliefs for me that that sort of has, has helped me throughout my life. Well, Six months later, my position got eliminated and I um, got to stay home and do network marketing and be a business owner. And I was so excited about this because I had sort of had this little side hustle. Um, But a year and a half into it, I got coaching because I wasn't doing well. I, I wasn't reaching the goals that I was setting for myself and was really frustrated and come to find out that really wasn't what my calling was. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of coaching, I got my certification um, as a law of attraction coach. But in that moment, I needed a job because I didn't have the resources to start a coaching um, practice in that moment. And I manifested this amazing job. It was the last job of my career, making more money than I had ever made at this very prestigious program, doing what I had done for 20 years. So I was like, oh my God, great. I will figure that out. Well, seven months later, they let me go, which brought me to Tampa. And that was an interesting manifestation because living up north, I always had said that when I retired, I was going to move to Tampa. Like that was happening. And so it happened a little sooner than I anticipated. So I get to Tampa. I still need a job. I get a job. And then COVID hits and they let me go. So in my mid-50s, over a two-year period, I get let go from two jobs. And I'm like thinking, what is happening here? Um, and that led me to just having this realization that now is the time. And mm-hmm. so that's when I started my business. And I was uh, working on my business, all the trials and tribulations that come with being a new business owner that when we truly are, because network marketing, you've, you've got to, you are your own business, but you also have this like corporation and support. But, you know, when you are doing it yourself, you know, you have to create that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so lots of trials and tribulations and a lot of inner work. And I will tell you that when I left my corporate job and I realized that it was up to me, like I knew that I had to take care of myself. And one of the things that I started to do was to do meditation on a regular basis, to be out in nature on a regular basis. I started running on a consistent basis, going for long walks with my dog and really incorporating uh, nature into my life. So um, that was really important. So I was doing this job for for a year and my boyfriend uh, moved to this little town called Dunedin and it's a beach town. It's just north of Clearwater. And I had gone to Honeymoon Island, which is a state park and a beach. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. But when he moved here, I got to experience a little bit of what life is like 
in a beach town and mm-hmm. sort of the, the, like the level of activity. And I was like, Oh my goodness. So as soon as my, um, my uh, uh, lease is up, I am moving to Dunedin. Well, that was like mid January. And I met a girlfriend who needed, a, who wanted to move to the area. I got out of my, um, uh, lease and literally within six months, I was living in Dunedin and I live three blocks from the water. I live a block from the bike trail. And so I get to live my best life because of the fact that I literally can get on my bike, Jane, and um, uh, ride to the causeway and see the, a beautiful sunset and or walk down to the water and see a beautiful sunset and it's just the what it has provided for me in my life right now, I can't even begin to tell you. And I'm sure you understand because your whole podcast is about how the outside, you know, affects your inside. And and it's just been a dream come true. And I could not be more grateful. That's not amazing. I, yeah. And, and that's really amazing. And so I have a question. What's interesting, well, there's lots of interesting things about what you said, but when you were talking about your corporate job and people looking at you saying how successful you are, from the outside looking in, from the outside, it looks like, well, you're where you should want to be. But it's interesting how you actually, even though it looked perfect, felt unfulfilled. Yeah. And how many people are like that. And, you know, social media now that it is the way that it is now and everything looks perfect, but you don't understand what's on the inside or inside that cover. Right. Well, and I think that for a lot of women in particular, you know, it's that playing by the rules. Mm -hmm. It's you go to college, you get a job, you climb the ladder if you're able to, and you never really take the time to really think, is this really what I want? Mm-hmm. You think, because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but in the end, it's not the fulfilling. It doesn't fulfill you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I loved my job. So let me just say that I really loved my job. But what happened was that private equity, our, our owner sold it to private equity. And that really just, it, it took a downward turn and where this program that I had been so excited to talk to families about and all of that just the quality of the program went down the tubes and I was just like, no, I I can't, I can't be here anymore, but I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And do you think that, well, that your responsibilities in in your corporate job actually set you up and supported you for what you're doing today? Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Um, Because part of what I did was um, to hold space for these families that were in turmoil. And I was able to advocate for them and to support them while they made some tough decisions and uh, navigated these systems that were pretty difficult, you know, particularly if you're a parent of a special needs child. I mean, your life is already quite difficult and challenging. And, you know, we provided services for for really high-end kids, meaning behaviorally and, and from a mental health perspective, we're really, really challenged. And mm. so, um, yeah, it, it definitely provided a, a lot of opportunity. And would you have imagined at that point 
that you would be where you are today? No. I, I, I had a dream that my life would be different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still have a dream that is a dream. And at some point, it'll become a reality. And that was more of what I focused on. The coaching um, really came from lots of people saying to me, you really would be a great coach. And the combination of that and my living the law of attraction, because, you know, as you heard, there was a lot over the last five to six years, you know, when I left corporate, there have been so many twists Mm -hmm. and turns in my life. And, and I'm so grateful because in every moment I got to practice, like I got Mm -hmm. to practice deciding how I wanted to see the situation. I got to practice, you know, having courage and, and being brave and, doing something that was totally outside of my comfort zone. And I I attribute that to the faith that I had that everything is always working out. And that if I focus and I am doing the best I can and, and engaged in activities that make me feel good. And I'm choosing those higher vibration feelings on a regular basis, that it's all working out for me. I can appreciate that because I know for me, um, for us, my husband and I, we've made some logistical changes. We've moved fairly large moves twice without a complete plan, but we knew it's where we were supposed to be. And I know that through that process, some people were looking at us like, are you crazy? Do you know what you're doing? Like, of course we do. But did we know? Not totally. But when we, but the plan, the plan implemented and completed as it was supposed to. Sure. And, and, you know, from, and part of our plan was to Florida, which is interesting. You know, we went from New England to Florida with a feeling that this is where we're supposed to be. And then we ended up from Florida to California on that same, I know this is supposed to happen. Right. And that's so important to have that, that awareness of yourself so -hmm. that you know, that this is the right decision for you, even though the whole plan is not laid out. Mm-hmm. And so much of our so much of our action around manifesting our dreams are it's one step at a time. Like, you know, it's that that whole idea of don't don't worry about the whole staircase, just worry about this step. Mm-hmm. And if you can show up and be present and and know that this is the next step, you'll be led to the next step and the next step. And I love that you um, that you shared how other people's perceptions were mm-hmm. like, are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I remember when I moved to New York for this job, everybody, I had so many people say to me, oh, my God, you are strong. Like, you have a lot of courage. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it kind of sounded like this this theme that kept coming up with lots of people that I talked about, they're like, I can't believe you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Who does that? But yeah, it's true. And, but it's also easy with any little tiny bit of negative talk. You can convince yourself that this isn't supposed to happen. And then all of a sudden it's not going to. Yeah, that, that is so true. I, I talk about that a lot as it relates to taking action when you have inspiration, because so many people can relate to the story of, you know, they have this brilliant idea 
and that negativity or those limiting beliefs keep them from from moving forward. Mm-hmm. And yet a year later, somebody else has that great idea and they pursue it and they're, you know, wildly successful. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. It's it's those limiting beliefs that do get in our way because all of those things are stepping into the unknown. We don't we don't know how it's going to play out. We want it to play out a certain way. And our body and our mind are like, ooh, we're, we're going into dangerous territory here. This is the unknown. Let me hold you back so that you can, you know, be safe. And so it does take a lot of courage to kind of know that that's what's happening and do what you got to do anyway. Do you feel that there's a level of vibration that happens when you're either manifesting or you're working on a plan that you know it should be happening, there's a level of vibration that you can feel that's pushing the plan along? That's such an interesting question. I don't know that I have fully thought about it in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that I look at it is obviously everything is energy and we're always vibrating at a certain frequency. And so when you're wanting to manifest something in particular, you know, what they say is to be in the vibration of that. So, you know, what, like be that person that you know is going to be who you are in three years, let's say, or, you know, if you want a particular car, go to the car dealership, drive the car, feel it as if you have it already. And so you are vibrating at a different frequency and so you want to try to match it toward the frequency that what you're desiring is. So, and when you feel that you're in your heart, because it's the feeling part of it, you know, um, pushes that vibration and that frequency out into the world and magnetizes that back to you. So I don't, I, I've not thought about it from a perspective of, is there a vibration that is pushing you? Mm-hmm. Um, other than your desire, I mean, mm-hmm. I would, I, I would think that your desire has a frequency. And so that that's kind of how I would think about it. Yeah. And yeah, I think so too. And then because there are times where things come up and it just doesn't feel right. right. And that those are the things that are not implemented or the things that don't happen, but the things that are feel true to you and true to where you're supposed to be at the end of this piece of this journey are um, those are the things that take that internal action. Sure. Yes, absolutely. And so mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I was going to say Abraham Hicks, you know, super simplifies it. Does it feel good? Mm -hmm. If it feels good and, and speaks to you do that. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that, the idea of it's, if it's not a hell, I hope I can say this. No, you can say whatever you want. (laughs) If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Mm -hmm. So it it can be that simple. And you also, you said this too, to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And that goes along with that too, to trust yourself. Right. And not listen to the the things in your ears that other people are saying, because that might, that's not their journey correct? and not allowing them to drag you down. Correct. Mm. So outside or inside, as we spoke about a lot of times, you know, it's the internal talk. 
I mean, yes, we do get it from the outside, but a lot of times it's just us. Mm -hmm. So, and it's a practice of recognizing when those things come up for you Mm -hmm. so that you know what that is. Oh, okay. I know why you're here. You're trying to keep me safe, but you know what? I got this. Mm -hmm. And also it's important to recharge yourself as well. Which, oh. which incorporates for many people, it's many different things, like you say, through meditation and, and being outdoors and knowing that you have the ability to be on a bike path so quickly or catching a sunset or just experiencing the birds or whatever that happens to be is also, it's so grounding, but it also recharges. No, and absolutely, because in order for you to live a high vibe life, you have to incorporate the things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. So for me, everything that you just described makes me happy. Like being outside, being on my bike, being on my paddleboard, or just sitting, you know, on on the causeway. My son just gave me a hammock for my birthday. So like the next day that I got it, I like went to the causeway, put the hammock up, and oh my God, it was just so amazing. And so mm-hmm. Whatever those things are, and nature is just a great setting for you to tune into, like, what makes you happy? Like, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, absolutely. And spending the time figuring that out, which is also important. Yes. So, as your life, as your manifestations brought you to your now career... Mm-hmm. it's funny how you led yourself to where you're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And so I'm sure that your, your ability to coach other people probably, or maybe would it have been as effective if you didn't go through what you went through yourself? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that for so many of us that are on this entrepreneurial journey, we, we have walked that path. And so that feeling of being able to help someone else, Mm -hmm. not necessarily go through the hardships that you've gone through, or to help them to understand things in a different way that will ease their path. Mm -hmm. I think that that's critical. And I know for me, like, that's why it was so exciting because I like, you know, in five years, I went from being in corporate America to living at the beach. Mm-hmm. And, and to really and truly have created my life again, trials and tribulations and challenges and, and the flip side of that, some amazing moments, like, and some amazing experiences and amazing people, like all of that, which is called life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but to be able to navigate it in a way where things are constantly getting better I want people to realize that, listen, if you're not happy with your life, you get to change it. Like you get to have it be the way that you want it to be, like whatever that is. And I think so many people just don't get that. Like they're in a default, they're, they're living their life creating, but they're creating the same thing over and over, over and, and over again. Well, I think there's a component to it. And first I want to acknowledge for you, the bravery that it takes to become vulnerable and brave at the same time to leave a job, to be an entrepreneur. That's not an easy step. 
because there is no safety net. The easy thing to do is just what you said, to get another job and do the same thing over and over again, to be happy, but not be where you feel you fulfilled. So, so acknowledging your bravery, but also it's just easier to get another job. Yes. Well, and, but I got to tell you for me in that moment, when I was in that corporate job, I was like, I, I, how's that going to happen? But, but it was based on all those beliefs. Like I'm too old. I have a niche job. Nobody's going to pay me what I'm like all mm-hmm. of those things. And yet, you know, my, my, uh, my path went totally different. Totally mm-hmm. different. So when you're, when you're meeting with people, you're coaching, is it one-on-one or is it in a group setting? So I was trained on a program. It's a 12-week course that goes from talking about clarity, presence, limiting beliefs, how to clear them, creating a vision, alignment, presence, vita- uh, vibrancy. I mean, it has 12 modules. And so... Typically, when I work with a client, we go through that because that sets the foundation and it's all law of attraction based. So it's, it's all about you as an individual. And so I typically go through them with that. And then they get to decide um, whether we continue for another three months. And I'm happy to say that I've had some people want to do that mm-hmm. so that they can then implement. So the first 12 months is a combination of a little bit of consulting because we're going over the information, but I'm always available to do the coaching piece. Like what's happening right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and how can we use what we're learning to kind of help guide where you want to go? Um, And what I love about coaching is that I'm there to support the fact that they have the answers. I get to ask the questions so that they get to have these insights and, and figure these things out for themselves. And realize that quite the answers were really inside. Yes. You're just, you're just digging them out for them yeah. or bringing them to the surface. Yes, absolutely. What kind of a, as, as people are progressing through the 12 week, the 12 modules, what, what kind of change and also what kind of resistance do you see when you're working with clients? Oh my God, great question. So let's start with the resistance. Yeah. <laughs> um, around the third or fourth week, and, mm-hmm. and I address it from the very beginning. And I talk about uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, which is one of my mentors. I just love the work that he's doing. He talks about the river of change. And, and basically it's going from the familiar self to the new self. And mm-hmm. in that process, when you decide that you no longer are okay with who you've been and you want to become somebody different, you have to cross this river of change. And it's, it's difficult. Um, it is really about paying attention and understanding that, you know, you're starting this new journey and everything about your mind and your body is going to be grabbing you and wanting you to stay the same. So those limiting beliefs, those feelings of this is not working, those feelings of, you know what, this is for somebody else, not for me. You know what, it's better if I just stay the way I am, like all of those kinds of things are going to come up in full force. Mm -hmm. And so I try to normalize it in that that's part of the process. And we're going to be together and we're going to work together to get you through that. 
because it's like anything else. Like, do you remember when you learned how to drive a car? First, you read the manual and you got into the car and you had to pay attention to all of these things. And then the more that you drove the car, all of a sudden, now you can go from point A to point B and go, how did I even get here? (laughs) Becomes so part of who you are. And so for me, that's what's super exciting because you can rewire your brain. You can literally become a person that when that stuff comes up, because it's going to, every time you level up, every time you go towards something that is unfamiliar, that stuff comes up. But now you get to go, oh, I know who you are. Thank you so much. But no, uh, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm good. And so that process, the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. You, it, and it is that. It just becomes easier. Um, and, and I, I would think it would be easier if, they, if you acknowledge it before it happens so that it's recognizable when it does show up. Yes. Yes. So for me, that's the flip side to your question is what, what do people get um, when, when they're done with the 12 weeks, they have a process of how to manage their uh, negative beliefs or limiting beliefs. They have a level of confidence in themselves that they can manage whatever comes up and they have the tools for how it is that they're going to focus their attention on what it is that they do want to create. Because at the end of the day, it's about law of attraction. Like what you focus on, you get more of We're we're I'm helping them to clear the clutter, the resistance Mm -hmm. so that they can be more fully engaged in what they want to create. Do people come to you with an idea of this is what I want and I need to know how to get there? Or do people come to you and say, I'm not fulfilled. I don't know what that is. And I don't know what I need. I get both. Mm -hmm. I have some people who are very clear about what their desire is. And, and it's interesting because sometimes that, that changes a little bit. Um, But they don't feel confident in getting there. Like it's there and they want to get there, but they're not really sure whether that's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I had one client who uh, I'm describing her and she did the work. I mean, she was just such a great client because she did the work and within, I'm going to say by the end of the time that we were together, she had increased her revenue by 50%. She was laying out her business plan for her next step in terms of her goals. And she had identified like the neighborhood that she was going to live in and started looking for a house. And then within six months, she had found the house that she wanted. I mean, like she made stuff happen. It was amazing. Um, And other clients, it's about helping them to figure out what, what it is that that is their desire. And, And that's quite fun because to go from not being sure mm-hmm. to having a clear vision of what it is that you're looking for. Oh my goodness. That's so. Is that a little harder to get to from one point to the other or, or not? I don't, I don't know that it's really harder because again, it's about putting the time in. You have the answers, you know what it is that you want. 
you just gotta, you know, do a little bit of work. And one of the, and, and it's always, <laughs> I always tell my clients, okay, you got to give yourself some time for this module because there's a module that really speaks to that. And it talks about what do you want in the different areas of your life. And it has lots of questions that are about exploring um, further, like, what does it look like? And like, one of the exercises is, you know, if you got $10 million, like, how would that change your life? Like, what would you do with your family? What would your business look like? What? So in going through that exercise, you really like feel like, okay, I don't have any, any limits to what it is that I can do. What speaks to my heart? That's almost harder. I would think, but that's hard, right? To, to imagine something that's so totally different from what you're from the situation that you're in and to imagine yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Or that maybe that's hard for me. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and it depends on how, what, what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. I think for some people, you know, the idea of like really playing in that infinite possibility realm is, oh my God, like how exciting. And, and maybe the fear has to do with, can that really be? Mm-hmm. And what's it going to take? Or do I deserve? Or do I deserve? That's another good one. That's another good one. So, Do you find that that comes up a lot in the conversations as you're going through the coaching process and realizing that people might not think they deserve? Yes. Um, I'm going to say that there's a lot of limiting beliefs out there. And Mm -hmm. when you really boil it down to what's at the core of those beliefs, it's typically either not feeling like you're deserving or deserving or worthy mm-hmm. or not feeling enough, like you're not good enough. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those typically are the ones. And then there's the, the fear, the fear of success for the fear of failure are mm-hmm. others that are pretty common. Um, so it's about sort of drilling down to what, what's really at the basis of that. Mm. And I would think that that takes time but a ton of leadership on your part to, to help people through those stuck times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I provide a lot of support. So, you know, we have one-on-one coaching calls, but then I also am there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can text me, they can email me and, you know, I'll respond within 24 hours. And, you know, if they need an extra session because something's happening, that's, that's, you know, significant, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there. So I love it because I, I believe in them. Like I have seen people go from these limiting beliefs that are like keeping them so stuck to, like really feeling like, oh my God, this is happening. Like, mm. okay, I saw when it started and I was able to nip it in the bud and I didn't have that pattern of behavior that I typically have. Mm. And so when you see people like having that, like you know that they can. And so I'm, I'm there to hold belief until they can get there. That's fantastic. And so now do you work mostly in person or virtually too? No, mostly virtually, actually. Oh, really? So COVID, well, actually, you started mostly in COVID too, right? Yes. So you really incorporated into the virtual world. Yep. So I have had uh, my furthest client has been uh, from Australia. Wow. So 
and California and then locally here. Um, mm-hmm. So all over. Wow, that's fantastic. And so how do you find clients? How do you market yourself? My best way of marketing has been doing a lot of networking. Um, And while it's a longer game, I think, in a lot of ways, it's what speaks to me because I love creating relationships. I love connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that people know me, then they trust me. And um, at some point, you know, they decide that they want to. Um, I also offer um, a complimentary coaching experience. Um, I found that that is working a lot better than doing a discovery call. Mm-hmm. And so when people have the experience of coaching and, and mm. again, getting from point A to point B, you know, I've also had um, a number of clients that have come from, from that. They can way. feel it rather than just see or hear about it. They can feel what it really is. Yep. So I have two questions, kind of they're together, but separate. So first, how, how do you think your son has, has he changed or developed watching you with these changes that have happened, number one? And then number two, when your clients that you're talking to, how do you see their significant others um, relating to the changes that are happening to them? Okay. Another so great choose question. whichever one you want <laughs> or both. <laughs> I, I will always talk about my son because he is my greatest accomplishment and my biggest joy. Um, he is a well-rounded individual who questions mm-hmm. and thinks about and is introspective. And he believes that he's creating his reality. So while he's 21 and mm-hmm you know, struggles with the whole adulting in the sense of it's a lot like he's in school and he, we all struggle with that. Right? <laughs> um, he has two jobs until just this past week. The, the, he was in an, a paid apprenticeship that asked him to uh, work for them full time. And so he's now working for them part time until he uh, finishes school. But I feel like he gets that he's creating this because he shows up. He's, he's got a great work ethic. He's easy to talk to. He's introspective. And again, he, you can have conversations with him. Like this is a kid who calls my mother and has an hour and a half conversation with her. And so fantastic. that translates into how people perceive him and how things happen for him. Um, So that's how I would say uh, that how I've lived my life has impacted him. And then in terms of my clients, um, what I've heard is that um, the feedback is they're more present Mm. um, and, and they're more even keel. So folks that were being reactive or, you know, were more negative or more in those lower vibration um, feelings on a more regular basis, there, there's a change. Oh, wow. Um, again, you're, you're owning your, your feelings. And if you're not feeling, if you're, if, if you're feeling anything then other than what you want to be feeling, like what we work on is changing that. Mm. So it absolutely has an effect. That's fantastic. That's amazing. And so when you are, 
What's your first go-to outdoor activity? I'm going to say it's riding my bike. I, I really like riding my bike. I like being able to go far. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like the wind. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that you know I'm listening to my book or I'm uh, listening to music. Sometimes I don't do either one of them, but I can just get places and get to experience some different things because I'm on my bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many trails around here, and it's just been a lot of fun to to exper- experiment on different really trails. accessible. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so where can people find you? Okay. So, um, on my website, uh, it's www.inspiringyourbestlife.com. And if people are interested in checking out a coaching session, that would be www.callwithmaite. And that would be M-A-Y-T-T-E.com. And that will get you into my scheduling calendar and book a call. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so that, that is a a free coaching call. And, and with that, you can, they can decide if moving forward or working the modules will benefit them and their, their plans. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm on LinkedIn. I'm Mm -hmm. on uh, Facebook, Instagram. So perfect. Other ways, all the, all the socials, all the socials. And, um, so where do you see yourself? What's next? Where, where's, is there anything manifesting? Do you think? Oh, I've got lots of things manifesting. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I see myself doing, uh, a number of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, what I alluded to earlier is that I have a dream of owning a metaphysical bookstore that has a space for, workshops and Mm. uh, mediumship gatherings and, you know, yoga nidra and restorative yoga and ways to help people. Like my whole idea was always, I wanted to, to provide information that will nourish body, mind, and spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So initially it was a bookstore, but I feel like there's so much out there that people can experience and I'd love to have a place where people can do that. So have you been to Casadega in, um, on the East coast? I have not. I need to go. You need to go. Yes, I do need to go. I need we to live not that. that far from there. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It, it's on my list. I just have not made it happen, but yeah. I need to. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank well, you for well, the reminder. Yes. <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing more about, your plans and in watching them as our friendship continues, watching them manifest themselves over time. And I want to thank you so much for spending time with, with me this afternoon. It's been a pleasure or almost early evening for you. Yes. Almost early evening. And yes, it's been a pleasure. And thank you so much. I love having these conversations. Thank you. So as we transition to Lynn, hi, Lynn. And um, you have a little rising up for us today. I do. So Jean, we're going to mix it up today. I didn't tell Jean that we Uh were doing this. So (laughs) it's always fun to surprise you. But, you know, we talk a lot 
about how the outside makes the inside better. And I, as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know, so the outside makes the inside better, right? Maite talked about riding her bike and I loved what she said about feeling the wind and, you know, exploring and going, landing different places and be having that personal power to get from here to there and a new place and all of that, right? Um, and, and that being outside has an effect, right? And we talk about all the different ways that's true. And this world we're in has lots going on outside of us that is stressful and that is hard to deal with, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's also true that the inside makes the outside better. And that when we really spend some time on our inside, on what's going on in our heads and our hearts, then taking in what the outside world has for us that maybe the parts that are completely out of our control, right? Things that are happening on the other side of the world and things that are happening in society at large that we may feel we have no uh, real way to impact, right? So not only does what goes on in our head and our heart make all of that a little easier to take, but it also gives us a space and a place from which to have an actual impact. The inside makes the outside better, right? And so um, I came across this week uh, a prayer that was written by an 8th century Buddhist monk named Shanti Deva. And he was a prince born into royalty who gave it all up to become a monk. And his in the Buddhist tradition, there's something called a bodhisattva. And a bodhisattva is a a person, a spirit who attains enlightenment, but kind of puts it on hold to serve all of mankind, to serve all of creation. And I read this piece by Shanti Deva this week, and I thought, this is something that all of us who want our inside stuff to help make the outside better ought to hear. So I'm going to share this with you all today. I'm going to invite our listeners to just take a breath wherever you are, unless you're driving, of course. <laughs> um, put, put aside whatever's in your hands and, and just be present to these words. And, and I have no attachment to what they mean or don't mean to you. They had an impact for me this week. They made me feel like I had some power to show up in a way as um, how I am inspired to be from the inside out to make a difference in our world. So I hope that um, there's some of that uh, in this. So let's just welcome a breath. And these are the words of Shanti Deva that cross hundreds and hundreds of years to resonate in our lives today. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with oceans to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, 
a lamp for those in the dark, and a servant to all those in need. As long as living beings exist and suffering afflicts them, may I too abide to dispel the misery of the world. May I be a guard for those who need protection, a guide for those on the path, a boat, a raft, a bridge for those who wish to cross the flood. May I be a lamp in the darkness, a resting place for the weary, a healing medicine for all who are sick, a vase of plenty, a tree of miracles, and for the boundless multitudes of living beings, may I bring sustenance and awakening, enduring like the earth and sky, until all beings are freed from sorrow and all are awakened. So we just welcome one more breath and let those words just sink in and feel good to us and know that the inside makes the outside better too. And I'm holding the perfect thought for all of you. Thank you, Jean, for having me. Lynn, thank you. And I think it's a, that's a really important reminder because with all the noise that happens in our everyday lives, it's so easy to forget about taking care of our insides too. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. And if you're catching this in the recording, thanks for spending some time with us. And we look forward to our next show, um, first and third Wednesdays at two o'clock Pacific time. So thanks very much. Have a wonderful afternoon, everyone.